0: It's a new year and a new chance for you to make a fresh start with your compliance. For the next 31 days on the FCPA Compliance Report, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. The code of conduct. What is the value of having a code of conduct? I've heard many business folks ask that question over the years. In the early days, a code of conduct tended to be a lawyer-written and lawyer-driven document to wave in a regulator's face during an enforcement action by using it to claim, see, we are an ethical company. Is such a legalistic code effective? Is a code of conduct more than simply your company's law? What makes a code of conduct effective? What should be the goal in the creation of your company's code of conduct? In the 2012 FCPA guidance, both the DOJ and SEC stated, a company's code of conduct is also often the foundation upon which an effective compliance program is built. As the DOJ has repeatedly noted, the most effective codes are clear, concise, and accessible to all employees and to those conducting business on the company's behalf. Indeed, it would be difficult to effectively implement a compliance program if it was not available in the local language so that employees in foreign subsidiaries can access and understand. It. When assessing a compliance program, the DOJ and SEC will review whether a company has taken steps to make certain that the code of conduct remains current and effective and whether a company has periodically reviewed and updated its code. The 2019 DOJ guidance also makes clear your Code of Conduct is foundational to your compliance program. In reviewing the compliance program of a company under DOJ scrutiny, prosecutors are mandated to begin with an analysis of the company's Code of Conduct. The 2019 guidance stated, as a threshold matter, prosecutors should examine whether the company has a Code of Conduct that sets forth, among other things, the company's commitment to full compliance with relevant federal laws that is accessible and applicable to all company employees. It does not get much more foundational than that statement. There are several purposes which should be communicated in your code of conduct. The overriding goal is for all employees to follow what is required of them under the code of conduct. You can do this by communicating those requirements to providing a process for proper decision making and then requiring that all persons subject to the code put these standards into everyday business practice. Such actions are some of your best evidence that the company upholds and supports your proper compliance conduct. The substance of your code of conduct should be tailored for your company's culture and to its industry and corporate identity. It should provide a mechanism by which employees who are trying to do the right thing in the compliance and business ethics arena can do so. The Code of Conduct can be used as a basis for employee review and evaluation. Your company's disciplinary procedures must be stated in the Code of Conduct, and it should certainly be invoked if there is a violation. These could include all forms of discipline up to and including dismissal for serious violations. Further, your company's code of conduct should emphasize it will comply with all applicable laws and regulations wherever it does business. The code of conduct needs to be written in plain English and translated into other languages as necessary so that all applicable persons and employees can understand it. As I often say, the three most important things about your compliance program are document, document, document. The same is true of communicating your company's code of conduct. You need to do more than simply put it on your website and tell folks it is there, available, and that they should read it. You need to document that all employees, or anyone else that it is applicable to, has received, read, and understands it. The DOJ expects each company to begin its compliance program with a very public and very robust code of conduct. If your company does not have one, you need to implement one forthwith. If your company has not reviewed or assessed your code of conduct for the past five years, I would suggest you do so in short order, as much has changed in the compliance world. How important is the code of conduct? Consider the 2016 SEC enforcement action involving United Airlines, which turned on violations of the company's code of conduct. The breach of the code was determined to be an FCPA internal controls violation. It involved a clear quid pro quo benefit paid out by United to David Sampson, the former chairman of the board of directors of the Port Authority of New York and New Jersey, the public government entity which has authority, among over other things, United Airlines operations at the company's huge East Coast hub at Newark, New Jersey. The actions of United's former CEO, Jeff Smyzik, in personally approving the benefit granted to favor, Samson violated the company's internal controls around gifts to government officials by failing to not only follow the United Code of Conduct but also violating it. The $2.4 million civil penalty leveled on, levied on United was in addition to United's non-prosecution agreement resolution with the Department of Justice, which resulted in a penalty of $2.25 million. The scandal also costs the resignation of SmisIC and two high-level executives from United. So the Code of Conduct is not only important for inwardly facing, i.e. to your employees and those whom you do business with that it is applicable to, but it's also outwardly facing because it can be an internal control, and if they're a violation of the Code of Conduct, it could well be a FCPA violation, even if that's a domestic violation. So what are the three key takeaways for today? Well, number one, when prosecutors are told that they must start with a particular part of a best practices compliance program, and that starting point is the code of conduct, that tells you that every formulation of a best practices compliance program must indeed start with a written code of conduct. It literally is foundational and must be viewed in that sense. Number two, The substance of your code of conduct should be tailored to your company's culture and to its industry and corporate identity. Every company is different. Uh, Every company should have a code of conduct uh, tied to its ethics and its culture. So what is your culture? Have you ever assessed that culture? Do you know what that culture is? What does your culture try to be? And finally, Never forget, document, 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 your training and communications around your code of conduct. The document, document, document mantra is applicable to this area and should be followed at all times with your code of conduct. I hope you will enjoy the entire month on written standards and that you will listen in again where we explore another topic in the month of May. If I could ask you to do so, would you pass on to at least one person This podcast series on the nuts and bolts of compliance as I'm trying to expand my audience base for 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. I hope you'll join me again tomorrow where I take up another topic in innovation and compliance. Thanks again for listening. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network.